You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona, and with me always is my good friend, Jay from the hills of Texas. And AK Mike in Texas. Perfect. Well, great, man. How are you uh, doing tonight, Mike? I'm doing great. I'm having a great time here in Texas and uh, really enjoying the weather. And I understand you uh, are getting towards a, or actually went and flew with a field or something. I am a member of the Richardson Radio Control Club. AMA number 623. Excellent. That's awesome. Well, we're excited today. We have a special guest on. Um, we have uh, Doug Leroy from uh, South Carolina. Or North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, that's right. North, North Carolina. Carolina. And uh, Doug, welcome. Yeah, somewhere out in there. One of the Carolinas. <laughs> yeah, right, North right, Carolina. Somewhere out in there. <laughs> from the Holly Springs uh, Radio Control Group, I believe. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys. Good to be here. Woo. Yeah. We understand you had a uh, pretty big event that uh, just happened. I think we promoted it on our one of our last podcasts, but uh, why don't you run us through what uh, what you guys did? We did. Well, we, we had our second annual Wings Over Springs fly-in event. Um, it was on Labor Day weekend. It was a Saturday. Unlike last year, we had perfect weather. It was a little bit hot, though, so we uh, got out there bright and early, 6.30 a.m., started setting things up. We had set up the night before, got the field all cut, and... and uh, lines marked our club flies in a, in a park we're a park flyer club mm-hmm. so we have a small six acre field but this this event we have on the uh, town event field so it's a 20 acre field so it's more like a normal size flying site for all types of models so gas glow electric um, if you brought it you could fly it and we had 66 pilots wow put the event and uh thus far I think we're pushing 30 survey responses. Um, it's been very positive, extremely positive, actually. So we're hoping we're building the name, and we do it. We'll do it again next year, uh, and hopefully get uh, you know, even more more attendees. Now, now, last year you raised some money, I think. And what? How did you do this year? Oh, we did. So um, our event benefits a, a local charity, Meg Smile Foundation which is a local charity here in Holly Springs. It's basically a uh, foundation that uh, serves children with terminal illness. And it was founded by a hu- husband and wife, uh, Jim and Terry Wasley, uh, who had a daughter that uh, had brain, a brain cancer and she passed away. So in her name, they uh, uh, started this foundation. So when we formed a club. We felt it was very important to have a, a charity that we kind of would be comfortable working with. We wanted to pick one that's in Holly Springs. And I was familiar with Meg's, uh, smile and thought that kind of fit with, you know, the joy that RC flight and RC modeling brings to our club and our club members. So kind of, kind of felt really good to do that. They were there during the noontime hour and we, we had um, uh, some great raffle prizes for the public. We gave away a champ and a champ S plus as a grand prize to the, to, uh, two kids that were, uh, you know, new to the hobby. We'll be uh, writing a check for $500 for Meg Smiles out of the event. Wow. So it was all awesome. really good. That's glad to hear. Congratulations on that. Yeah. Now, the, the airplanes that you gave away, were they uh, a raffle or you picked two kids? How did that work? So it was a raffle. So we, we oh, sold okay. tickets. Yeah. So we had the local hobby shops uh, donated the uh, the prizes. 
Actually, we had four prizes. One of the hobby shops uh, locally donated to the uh, E-Flight Evolution, I think. So the yep. yep. I'm ready to fly kit, you know. Um, another hobby shop local. There's three hobby shops that are local in our county here. One donated a, just a, a Champ, an E-Flight Champ, and then another hobby shop donated a Champ S+. Plus. Champ S Plus was like the highest dollar value in terms of the giveaway, so we made that as our grand prize. But we, we selected four names and gave them away to some folks that were, you know, not schooled in the hobby, but were interested in flight, and we got a lot of smiles, so it was really good. <laughs> That's the best part. The uh, I will say the other surprise for the day, and we, we weren't advertising this because we, we heard about it. Um, one of my club members reached out to a local flying group that does the uh, flyovers for the uh, football games locally mm-hmm. and asked them if they wouldn't mind doing a on their way back. Cause there was a noontime kickoff, okay? So we did noontime demos. So we asked them, hey, when you're coming back from the football game, could you do a flyover? It's the Bandits flight team here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And my, cool. my, my vice president, Jason Getchman, reached out to them and they said, well, what's your budget? He said, well, we don't have a budget. He explained what we're doing and raising money for charity. The guy's like, well, give me your GPS coordinates. I'll talk to the pilots. We'll see what we can do. So at there noon, say again. I said, there you go. Talk yeah. to the pilots. They'll, they'll well, you know, here. so there's videos we posted on our YouTube channel, uh, but basically they did, they did a flyover. Not only one pass, but two passes. And it wasn't, <laughs> you know, we were talking about it before and we said, we think there's going to be maybe one or two aircraft. There were six aircraft. Yeah. Yeah, and they came funny. over and did smoke, and then when they did their pass, they did something called a, a bomber break or bomber formation. Yep. They after the event, they were asking us for footage from the ground because they'd never done it before, and they want to know what it looked like. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about like a group of pilots. I've been with some of those guys. Stratospherically high, so I don't know what in the world we're going to do next year, but uh, we gotta <laughs> we gotta get working. <laughs> gotta step it up. So so I was thinking <laughs> if I'm a dad of one of those kids that got one of these planes and I don't have any myself, I'm thinking, yes, because now I'm going to go to the hobby. You know, honey, I got to go to the hobby store because, you know, Billy has got this plane and I need to get one too and probably a flight simulator and I don't know what else I got to get. So I'll be back with my truckload of stuff and thank you, you know, thank you, Doug, and, and, uh, you know, your your group for getting me started in this thing with my kid, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, after a year, they might come back and hunt us down because they've run, we've run up their credit card bill, right? Because you go into the hobby shop and you like see all these things that yeah. now you're interested in getting. But but you put exactly. signs on the planes that say "fly responsibly," don't you? Oh sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, this the whole idea of you know, not, kind of like drink responsibly, you know, buy RC planes responsibly, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, well, we you yeah. know when we were doing the raffle this year, I, you know, I, I of course was the MC. Well, I say of course because you know I have to be a little bit of a ham bone, but um, you know we try to explain to the folks what the club's all about and how we we like the idea of being there in Holly Springs. And pretty much every weekend, there's somebody that comes visit us that's that's new to the hobby or has a plane they want somebody to check out or help them fly. And so we encourage you to seek out a pilot, right? That somebody that can make it your first flight successful. So we explained all that. We actually did a little skit in our noontime demos. Uh, just you know, we're experimenting with things. We're not used to putting on big shows, and so we we like feedback. And we had a uh, a willing participant from the audience, a, a a young girl that had not flown, and so we did a little mock buddy box with her. But we we, we clued her into what we're going to do. But we had a, we had one of our club members flying the plane FPV off off to the side. Oh, very nice. The skit was that. 
you know, our instructor pilot takes her up and he's describing, you know, through the PA how we, you know, we teach him how to do turns and do maybe set up and do a figure eight. Well, then he gets a cell call, starts to walk away and hands me the transmitter. And I'm, I mean, I'm just, what do we do now? Anyway, that's how the skit kind of went. And so everybody seemed to like that, but it, it, she ended up landing successfully, of course, after a few <laughs> knife edge passes and a, and a zip around and underneath a tree and stuff. So absolutely see that's the best part is that he he should walk away and just hand her the transmitter and then she does all this stuff that's cool that's a funny that's a really uh, great skit. idea yeah oh nice that is a great. i think idea. it ran a little bit long got a little bit of feedback on it so we we know what to not do next year and we'll make it shorter sure. and more crisp but uh, i thought it was pretty uh, pretty good <laughs> it reminds me of that video on youtube of the squirrel that gets in the airplane that goes and flies right right, you know, right. the say, squirrel yeah. can fly he goes hey yeah. the squirrel got your airplane and the squirrel's flying around doing aerobatics that's pretty funny we had a terrific number of aircraft there, you know, good mix of electric and gas planes, so it was good. I saw the video. It looked really, really good. I I was uh, sad that I missed it, but uh, I, I was in out out of the country. Well, again, just for Mike, you know, we're gonna we're gonna reserve part of the flight line up there next to the club with a you know <laughs> a tent for you, Mike, uh, for next there year. There you go. Excellent. Excellent. I'll be you just there. have to show up. We'll even provide the airplanes for you to fly. How about that? Now you're talking. So, Doug, I, I got a quick little uh, suggestion for you. One of the things that last Mike and I did for our club was we participated in a, um, a shooting event that we had with our aircrafts. So we had some guys bring some paint guns. Uh, Mike had constructed a SPAD-type plane, uh, which became the target plane, and we charged everybody like five bucks for a bucket of balls. We, we raised a lot of money that way. Maybe after the show, if you could send me some details on that. I was actually was meeting with the uh, club officers tonight. We were talking about a few things about the event and some other stuff. But uh, we brought this up because next year we kind of want to do something like this. Because yeah. there was a there was a video on YouTube. I think they did it at Seth or something yeah. where they had kids by the seats, you know, and they had probably like, fifty planes in the air, <laughs> and these kids are shooting these paint guns, paintballs, and uh, it was hilarious. So we're, I'm with you all the way. So if you've done it, we we I'd, be, I'd like you know. A little more of your uh, detail and feedback there, sure. but uh, yeah, that, that we, we want to do something like that. I think that'd be a hoot. Yeah, yeah, and it just all depends on you know who you have in the club because uh, it lucked out for us that we had one or two guys, younger guys that were there, and they had paint you know paint guns, so we were able to get the paint guns for nothing. Like I said, Mike donated his time to build the plane, and we had one or two planes. We had a couple of guys who had some other spads, uh, and then Mike made his spad. His was an electric spad. And it just turned out to be great. It was a lot of fun, not only for the people shooting, but for the pilots flying, you know, trying not to get shot down and stuff. And the part that was the most fun was that half the time they were like flying so slow, you know, just to barely keep the airplane aloft by shooting and missing. And it, they never even flew fast or, or did any kind of maneuvers because it would have been so hard to hit. The and, thing. And, and we were we were egging them on too. It was like, come on, can you hit me? You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> And, you know, yeah, it was kind of like uh, hard time. The, uh, the guy who sits in the booth above the water and people throw balls. Yeah. At oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Fair. That's kind of yeah. like it was. So egging you're sitting you. there jazzing all the people uh, oh, and yeah. shooting at you and you're just egging them. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Now, this was at an event? Yes. Yeah, we, we did a similar event. Fun that, fly. That you, you kind of a thing, on. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we're going to talk to the park about that and see if they'd be, be open to that. Because I, I guess those uh, paintballs, they, they, they kind of dissolve. Yeah, they're bio. Yeah, they're water soluble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was joking. I was saying, you know, maybe they have grass seed in them, right? There you yeah. go. You know, <laughs> Wildflowers. No, there you go. That's innovation. You know, there's no not a product out there like that. Maybe we could, yeah, thanks, Doug. There you yeah, go. It's a great idea. Paintballs oh. break down, then there's an oak yeah, tree. Exactly. Right. 
Get, get, we're going to put Jay right on that. He's Mr. Uh, information Guy. He's always ideas. Yeah. He's got a ton well, of I ideas. I can see how much that would hurt, too. Skapow. Yeah, exactly. Ah, it's filled with seeds. <laughs> for plane shooting only, so, Jay. Uh, There's specific both for oh, plane yeah. shooting only. Exactly. So, Doug, uh, last year was your first event doing this, right? You said that? Yes. And the city uh, was kind of excited for it. How did they react this year versus last year? Oh, they were even more over the top because, you know, we leaned on the town quite a bit mm-hmm. because, you know, our, our budget's kind of small. Right. Majority of the proceeds go to Parks and Rec. It's really our fundraiser to pay the park system back for the use of a flying site, which they don't charge us for, and all the other things they let us do in the town, as well as raise money for a charity, right? Right. You know, they let us use their Parks and Rec trailer, which was full of tents, tables. They had all the rope and posts to mark the field. They came out and cut. In fact, if we had had a good layout with the distances and all the markings where we wanted it, uh, we wouldn't have had to been there. They would have they would have marked the field, cut it wow. as we wanted, and, and everything. Um, so we're thinking next year we probably can get set up in a, just a few hours rather than you know half a day. Right. Right. Um, but you know it ends up being a full day because we end up just jibber jabbering out there, you sure. know, just yucking it up. I, I'd sure. like to uh, I'd like to give a round of applause for the Holly Springs. Yeah, we are so grateful. I mean, again, our, the concept with our club was when we formed, I think I told you guys the story when you had me on the first time was that if we organized as a club, we would have kind of a voice, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we organized as a club, we chartered with the AMA and, and that builds a voice. And then we, we decided, well, now how do we approach the town? Well, while we were bumbling around trying to figure that out, the, the you know, they came over in their little Cushman and said, hey, Call us up. Let's get a meeting. Talk to about par- partnering with us. Right. We're like, my God, now we're on stage, right? We got to go. They're asking us to meet with them, right? Just working with us ever since. You know, to the extent they passed an ordinance that created the the little field, the reserved field in the park that basically RC flight has priority. So if you're there with your dog or playing frisbee or whatever, and you want to fly your models, you can ask people to leave the. The field you want to fly wow. your model now that's, see that's, that's awesome that's really huge that's really great the uh, the only thing arc yeah we're not bossing people around but we could yeah, if we yeah. wanted to right yeah anyway i'm just kidding yeah. but yeah it's good so the only thing that the city does for us at our park is they uh about every other tuesday we go fly they offer us a plane wash because they turn the sprinklers on while we're flying. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. So we get to yeah. wash our planes. And you can get one, too, right? You just have to yeah. lather up. Yeah, you just run out there and flying. run it out. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, that was uh, today. I went flew today, and that's exactly what happened. We're out there flying around, and instant plane wash. Sprinklers come on. Guys standing over there next to the thing watching us. I'm like, literally, you know, we're here for 30 minutes or 45 minutes, and you can't wait. Probably, Probably strange. It's the same time every day. <laughs> no, he has to go turn it on. <laughs> Actually, if it was strange, it would. If it was the same time every day, I would understand. We would move our times, but no, it's the guy in the white truck that says "city" on it, and he goes oh, over there and okay. turns the valves yeah, open. So. Yeah. But yeah, he always waits till we're actually flying. So, Mike, I would I would love to have a shot of you like with your um with your wash cap on, and, you know, and your towel and your and your you know your robe and stuff, and going out there ready ready to be washed. Yeah, next time I'm yeah. going to just wear swim trunks yeah. or my mankini, and then I'm going to take <laughs> yeah, my airplane kini. out there and have my little, my little cap oh my on, God. you know, flying my plane. Flew my L-39. I have a little L-39. It's a little 50-millimeter uh, EDF, and I fly it in the park. It's just about, you know, probably a little quick for the park, but I get away with it anyway because I just fly it, you know, really close. We have um, 
We've had some rain, believe it or not, uh, Doug. It's been raining in Phoenix, which is very, very rare for us. So we've got these mushrooms that are about this tall that are growing in this park. And I came down, did a low flyby, and hit one of those mushrooms. <laughs> so I was, I was really low. It brought my airplane to a complete stop, and everybody clapped, you know, because mushroom went everywhere. So anyway, I took out, I did uh, my job by clearing off all the mushrooms on the field. So. Yeah. Yeah, and you also mark all the uh, sprinkler heads because every time you land, you I have do. Those, uh, not like a carrier landing, but uh, sort of like the the same short distance and stopping most of your planes and ripping the gear off. Isn't that mm-hmm. correct as well? Yeah, Mike? I have I've done How once do or twice of those. Yeah, I leave my landing gear along the way. Every every sprinkler head has a landing Plane gear yes, sticking yeah. up out of it. Yes, wheel. That's exactly right. right wheel, left okay. wheel. Exactly. <laughs> Rudder, Doug's got elevator, it. See, aileron, he's been there before. <laughs> Engine. I actually, my uh, my T uh, my T50 was that way. I was literally about to rotate, and I hit a sprinkler head, and it sheared the nose gear right off of the airplane, and it just dug into the ground. So, I'm like, are you kidding me? Who put that sprinkler head there? But luckily, last season they came out and what do they call it when they spike it up? They uh, aerate it. They aerated it, so they had the little spike thing that rolls behind it. It's a big drum, and uh, they had to go mark all the sprinkler heads. So they stuck uh, little flags. And now, for the first time, we've been flying there, what, five years, yeah. Jay? <laughs> for the first time, I walk out and go, hey, look at all these flags. That was all the sprinkler heads. going." So that day, we never hit a sprinkler head because they were marked with flags. But now I know which direction they go. So I'll walk out, and they kind of go at, a, at a, a line across the field. So if I walk out and look this direction, you know, long ways, then if I take off and land long ways, I won't hit any sprinkler heads. So I kind of figured out where they were now, but. But for the first couple of years, man, I was ripping nose gears, tail wheels, whatever, whatever on my <laughs> airplane. Yeah, I'm like that's the that's the reason it was I used awful. to. Yeah, sprinkler hits. Yeah, well, <laughs> see, I get no love from these guys. What can I say? Although today, uh, today at the field, I didn't have any uh, any heckles for uh, having to walk. Really? Normally, I get heckled if I don't land right at my feet, you know, because I'll fly around. And what are they land. slacking out there? And the guys will usually, if I have to land further out, the guys will be like, "Oh my gosh, he had to walk ten feet, you know, to pick up his." They're plane. slacking. And uh, today, I didn't have to do that, so I was pretty pretty lucky today. So, Doug, quick question: So, have you thought about partnering partnering up with your event with somebody else and their event, maybe to kind of combine the two? Uh, we've thought about that. I don't think we have necessarily the dialogue yet with the, some of the local clubs to do that. There, there were actually um, there was another uh, major event in September at one of the other with, with one of the local clubs that's been like a you know a standard in mid September. And this year it turns out they canceled their event. So I think that actually helped us probably in attendance because uh, we had quite a number of their club members that came down, but. There you go. Uh, that would we be did fun. think of challenging another club to a combat event. So oh. basically, we haven't picked the club we're going to do this with yet, but we, we talked about this tonight. Basically, in January, we can set that challenge out to a club, give them a – I think I told you we did as a club, we did a thing called Buster Lusa. Right. It was basically a, uh, this airplane, flat foamy, called a Buster that one of the club members uh, right. brought to us, and it's, a, it's just a combat, streamer combat plane. So something like that, we could say, hey, we challenge you guys to a – a combat event at Wings Over Springs, you know, 2019. Here's the plane you need to build. Here's the power system oh, for that'd it. Be, that Get would be ready. a lot of fun. And then, you know, they, they come to our event. Maybe we'll do a, you know, double <laughs> duel. Well, all are welcome, right? We don't discriminate. Hey, we don't discriminate. Other, <laughs> the other category. Yeah, there you go. 
Hey, uh, you should do that with the slow sticks too, because we we do that here at the Arizona Electric Festival, and they have a slow stick get together, and that thing is a riot. You put a big streamer on the end of it, and flying that slow stick is just people put. You know, way too big of motors. The wings bend because they're out there with some, you know, five-cell battery on the slow stick. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> but it's pretty fun to watch. What was that one guy, Jay, who had his wings were sort of bent the wrong way? Like, remember? Yeah. Well, who was that? Was that Mike? Was that, I think it was Big Mike. Yeah, that was Mike. Yeah, Big Mike. That's right. Yeah, Big Mike. What do you mean? He had, he had like, anhedral, like like an F4 Phantom, but it was, like, the main wing? Kind of. Yeah. yeah, it was. Really? Some, yeah, well, it was. On was a slow it? Well, because he, he, I think yeah. he put it on. Uh, instead of having it so that it was a dehedral, he put it on upside down, so it was an upside down, and then put everything yeah. on, oh. and then like bent it back to make it straight, and it, it just was crazy because I was like, "Your plane doesn't look right." You see, he didn't know he made a mistake, and you made him feel bad by pointing out that he built it backwards. Dude, he almost won. Well, compared to all the other weird creations of or versions of the you know of the stick, it was just amazing because, like I said, guys were just loading it up. You know, too big yeah. a motor, and then they would have to add too big of a you know battery, and then other guys are are. It wasn't even really even a slow stick. By the time they were done with it, it, w- it had some stick <laughs> yeah, to it. It was a fast. It, stick. it was yeah. They yeah. had some bastard creations going. It was it was pretty hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that that is funny. Jay wasn't he second place in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he, he ended up yeah. making he he got second place because he was he off just longest. trying to keep the plane aloft and wasn't even actually trying to attack anybody. <laughs> he was just trying to fly the plane. So. <laughs> Hey, just trying to keep it flying. Yeah, so when we did this Buster build, majority part of this year was it was kind of a club activity. So in February, we all met out at the park in one of the one of the sheds and did like a group build. You know, like the the master Buster builder taught us all of his secrets. It was like you know, Qui Gon Jinn to Obi Wan <laughs> type deal, right? Yoda to whatever. I don't know. Any rate, but when people went off and built their own, you know, they come out with their own creation, and sometimes like the proportions are wrong and. Raymond, the, the, the gentleman who, you know, brought this design to us would, would take issue in fun, but was issue with like how things were built. Like, you can't do that. Like one guy put retracts on his, it doesn't have retracts. Yeah. You know, that's funny. One guy had like a three times longer nose moment than tail moment. I mean, it was really kind of funky. It did fly though, but it was, it was wow. definitely weird. And then, you know, the airfoil, it's a, it's the, it's, it has a KF step. Right. Some re- I wasn't an aeronautical engineer, um, but, you know, for some reason, that KF step, whether you put it with the step on the top or the step on the bottom, it flies great either way. That's and right. I'm not really sure why, but <laughs> that's funny. half the planes it had on the bottom and half were on the top. So that's awesome. Know. Well, it does sound like fun. I mean, that that's that's the whole, that's yeah. the whole spirit yeah. of the, the event. I cannot wait. We, we've noticed some of our some of our older club members that are retired that have been like out of the clubs and really enjoyed our club. The feedback we're getting is these activities that we do, they really enjoy. So I feel like we're giving back to part of the community that's modelers you sure. know, that are flying. So that's, that's kind of rewarding. That's why I would just you know encourage more folks to you know seek out like-minded individuals and just start a club. You know, yeah, it's not it's funner to fly that. with buddies than it is to fly by yourself. I think. Well, and that's funny you say that because Mr. Neely down there just uh, found that out himself after the last year. Yeah, yeah, been flying uh, by himself. Same thing. I'm. I found a field uh, that I get to fly at for free. It's uh, a nice gentleman's let us fly at his at his farm. The guys that introduced me to the field, they kind of came out there, got the place mowed, and then I didn't see him for a year. And this year, I've kind of reconnected with the guys and. And one in particular, Jim, I've been flying with him, and we've been flying pretty much every week uh, 
getting out there and flying and, and enjoying the field. And, and now we're thinking about, you know, maybe having a few more people come and join us uh, because, you know, it's a beautiful site. And like you said, definitely want to have like-minded guys out there enjoying the, the beautiful scenery and the camaraderie. And, and it has been really nice because, uh, like I said, I've been flying out there by myself, which has been fun, but not nearly as much fun as I've had with just flying with Jim. So I'm we're kind of toiling the idea around about making it public and letting more people know. But, you know, we're, we're kind of just thinking about, you know, how we're going to do that and how the uh, guy who lets us fly out there will feel about it and stuff. So growing pains. Yeah. Growing pains. Growing pains. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, everybody's got them, you know, especially uh, when you're new. So, well, it sounds exciting. You guys are, uh, had this, um, you know, event and it sounds like it went off without a hitch. Any troubles or anything? What, what would you do? What are you going to do different next year than you did this year? Well, okay, so we've been thinking a lot about this because, again, we, we don't know what we don't know. So we've done two events now, and we've learned a lot. Sure. Uh, at least I think, you know, a lot of the burden on, on organizing and running the event has fallen on the three officers. Mm-hmm. And that's really because we're, we're trying to figure it out. But we're, we're, we, we, we figured it this year that we probably are doing more too much ourselves right so we need to kind of spread the joy because we had we had a fair number of, of club members that that participated in the event we've got a good core of folks that do support club activities so we need to think about you know spreading around some of the duties and assignments of, with the event mm-hmm. another thing is you know even though we had 66 pilots we probably had several hundred public come through we're on a 20 plus acre event field and this year more than last probably because the weather was uh, it was it was actually perfect it was sunny but it was very humid. It was very hot. Uh, we actually offered free water all day to the pilots. Um, so we had club members donate, you know, bottled water, which was great because it was just, it was just over a hundred degrees heat index. But we really felt like, you know, the event, we need to size our field or where we're located on, on the field more to the size of the event. What I mean is it, we could see a benefit to having like concessions, the pilot prizes, maybe closer to the flight line so people didn't have to walk a mm-hmm. quarter mile to the, to the right. check-in desk. Right. We didn't get too many complaints, but I think we as, as officers, organizers of the event, kind of kind of took that kind of critically to ourselves and said, well, probably next year we're going to design the layout a little bit better. One of the things we did do this year that, re- that really worked out well was our club. We were right at show center in terms of where our club was with tents. And that was great to have the club like right there where people could come by, but we didn't have club literature. You know, it was, there's some things we could do a little bit different to kind of get the word out. Right. Cause we're there to meet other modelers, to put on a great event for them to enjoy themselves. But it's also, we since we allow the public to come, it's also for them to learn about what we do and see some amazing models and amazing pilots flying things that they, they enjoy sure. or that they've sure. built. Right. Mm-hmm. And then learn about our club. And so, Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna try to amp that part of it up next year. So anyway, very just nice. little things very, like that. Very cool. Well, sounds like uh, you guys have uh, learned a lot and uh, preparing for next year. When do you uh, how how soon do you start preparing for that? You do it twice a year or once a year? No, once a, once year. a year. Yeah, we, we've got some folks that are not in the club that say, "Hey, you guys should have a fall." You know, a fall and a spring event. Well, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to have a fall event. We haven't started planning it. It's already the fall or <laughs> right. just about the fall. <laughs> Exactly. I think the first event we spent most of a year talking and planning it because we were noodling on it. Mm-hmm. And then, then we, you know, one of the things we did is we created a lot of leave behinds, like documenting what we did and then documenting like lessons learned. 
So we went back to that. I think we started in March or April. Wow. Planning. But, wow. We, but the other thing we learned the first cycle was we needed to contact vendors early. Yeah. Because a lot of times they commit um, what they're going to give to shows early. That's true. So when we were contacting them in June or July, they'd already committed. And, um, again, our, our, the VP of our club, uh, he, 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 that's his thing. And he did a great job this year. So he, he's got a extremely tall bar to jump over next year. And I know he'll do it, but we had over $3,000 retail value of things to give away. Wow. Well, um, there was one, uh, Chick-fil-A gift basket. Okay, dinner for four at Chick-fil-A, which is delicious, sure. but we included Great. an airplane with it, right? But everything was was, was radio control related, and we had a mix. We had, uh, you know, we, we actually, I back up, we started out as an electric-only event. We uh, put that into the AMA and put in as an electric-only event. The first year, we, we just had gas and glow over the noontime demo period, maybe for an hour, hour and a half, two hours max. Mm-hmm. And then when we applied for our event in the town, we wanted to, I was very clear. I said, hey, we're going to open it up and want to invite all modelers. But we didn't know if they were going to approve that or not. They did. So next year, it won't be billed as an electric event. It'll just be a fly-in. That's what it ended up being this year. Gotcha. Because the format worked really well. But, uh, uh, you know, again, it's um, we're learning. Sure. But, yeah, I think about eight months you've spent planning. Hey, hey, Doug, I want to say something. Uh, I think that Chick-fil-A is actually RC – you know, related because you got to eat. So, yeah, that's true. I mean, you're out there flying for hours. I know I go out there when I go out there, I like to fly for hours. You got to have food. So, I mean, let's, well, we had a, we had a women's church group that came and pr- provided uh, barbecue and hot dogs uh, as one meal choice. And then we had a food truck show up. Um, well, we had a food truck that we invited out there and they, they showed up and they want to come back next year. So we'll probably have them back again. You know, again, we're, we're kind of operating on a, on a pretty small budget, and we're, we're grateful for folks that court us in terms of giving their time and, and coming out and making an interesting event. Very cool. Can't wait. Yeah, we're going to have to uh, get Mike out there next year, or at least uh, now that we kind of know where it is, I'll, I, I can get out there myself if I can plan it correctly. So hopefully we'll do that. Yeah, so it'll be next year. It'll be Labor Day weekend. We haven't nailed down the date, but it, we will be Labor Day weekend which I think Labor Day, the Saturday is, is like the 7th okay. next year. Sa- Saturday the 7th. It's like, the you know, it's the second weekend. First Saturday in, in September is like a, a weekend of the month, not at the first of the month like this year. Right. That's correct. It's the 7th. That's right. Very, very cool. But we'd love to have you guys. And, and again, M- Mike will be there, show center, and we'll have the tent, the tent <laughs> reserved with the Park uh, Flyer podcast. And we'll make sure you're, you've got raffle tickets in one pocket and a microphone in the other. There you go. Oh, and I will say one thing we did this year that worked out extremely well with regard to our pilot's raffle. Before we got full approval to do the gas glow thing, right, mm-hmm. we were soliciting, uh, and I don't remember which company donated this, but we're telling them we're electric fly-in, we want, we want some things. This one company sent us a 20-inch wooden propeller. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It is, it is. It's great. It doesn't fit on my phone, but, <laughs> you know, it's this 20-inch wooden propeller. I've got an RC Groups article that kind of covers the event, mm-hmm. and you can see the little banner with our... With our um, sponsors on it so we had a lot of good sponsors but what we did because there's such a variety of things is we had 21 prize packages you know when you bought your raffle tickets as a pilot you could put your ticket like vote for like put your ticket in the bucket of what you wanted to win if you didn't want to win oh. something you didn't put your ticket in it gotcha, oh. gotcha. so it really smart. was a pilot's choice it was a pilot's only raffle. oh that's a right. that's a great idea that's actually so if you didn't good. want that 20 inch propeller you didn't. Yeah, get? You didn't have to put a ticket in that bucket. Very nice. Now, there, are good. they purchasing a ticket, or they just get a ticket when they? 
No, we we haven't purchased it because oh, again, okay. we're we were pretty upfront that this is how we generate revenue to pay pay the right. town back, and you know they don't they don't give us a bill whatever whatever the proceeds are. We have an arrangement where we split that with them, but gotcha. Yeah, they they buy the tickets, and and we uh, it basically ends up being a dollar a ticket. We but we try to sell them in groups of thirty, so there's like you know it's worthwhile. Sure, right? you sure. can, if you want to win something really bad, you put all thirty in a bucket, and you pretty much you have a pretty good odds of winning whatever that is. Thirty to one, actually. <laughs> I said you got thirty to one. Yeah, yeah I know. So um, now that that's pretty cool. At the AZ Electric Festival, they usually take uh, everybody. You know, gets a, a raffle ticket when they you know arrive and then they'll dig around in there and say prize number one goes to and they'll pull it out and call out your name so uh you, you know it's kind of a hit and miss you could get something really big could get something really small but everybody gets something so it's always they've always been really good at that and they've had hundreds of pilots you know and they were scrambling around you know some guys only got you know a lifetime supply of zap glue no it still worked out eh? The Zap guys were there, so they were over there just throwing glue in bags, you know, trying to help them out. In that format, they didn't buy the tickets? Well, it was part of our registration. Yeah, so the, our the registration. That you paid for the right, two or three days right. that you wanted to fly. Okay, yeah. So there's some of it that's included in there to help out. Okay, so. but it was basically one ticket per yes. entrant. That's correct. And those tickets were just drawn, and, yep. and pretty much just you had prizes, and everybody right. got something. That's correct. Yeah, well, that's the other thing is, is we had about that many uh, – I don't know if we had 21 the first year, but we had a lot of prize package and a lot of people walked away. Mm -hmm. A few people won more than one thing. And we had that again this year, but um, at least it was their choice on what they wanted to win. But when I've gone to events, what I've liked is taking away something. And, sure. Uh, sure. We had a fantastic donation, you know, zap mm -hmm. adhesive. Mm -hmm. uh, and we had like thin, medium, thick, and we also had the canopy glue. So when everyone checked in, uh, they could pick a bottle of whatever type of glue they wanted. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, because we had like, you know, five dozen bottles of glue. Right. It was, it was crazy. Right. What's Jay got? Oh, he's got a Zap shirt ah, that he bought hey. or that he got. I think he won that last year. No, no, they were, I, yeah, they were, I think they were giving away. Oh, maybe they were. Oh, well, and in the year before, we had a fantastic donation from Beacon Adhesives. Oh, yeah. You know, they yes. make the foam tag yeah. and all those we love the foam wonderful tag. products for, for finishing aircraft and things, as well as other, you know, industrial adhesives as well, but. They gave us a huge box. So pretty much if you came to our event the first year, you were getting foam tag. Excellent. You know. That's yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, so we're, you know, things like that have always, those have been nice surprises when we're, when we're been soliciting uh, right. from folks. But again, it's work. And, and we, as amongst the officers, you know, we divvy that up. And again, our vice president, uh, Jason, kind of owns that function. He's, done, again, done a great job uh, getting it. Uh, Dan, our, our treasurer, he does the sound. So, you know, that was the other thing we, you asked me about, you know, the help we got from the town. So in addition to tents, tables, uh, you know, the town let us use a complete sound system to wow. basically, you know, uh, use at the event. So, again, we can't express enough appreciation for the town of Holly Springs and Parks and Rec Department for, uh, for giving us all the support to make the event, you know, come off without a hitch and be, you know, minimal expense right. in terms of, you know, the club. Well, that's fantastic that they are actually supportive. I mean, it's always good for us to hear that towns, you know, or just people in, in the community are willing to help out with, you know, with this sport because we see so many negatives, you know. If you watch the news, every drone in the air is trying to take down an airliner or, you know, guys are out there terrorizing their neighbors or, you know, doing whatever. So it's good to see that there's some actual 
uh, interaction that's positive on our side and positive on the on the town side as well, so that they don't get a bad rep or or any of that. So, what's going on in the club? Any uh, anything coming up uh, that you can share with us? Or the only club meeting we're going to have between now and the end of the year probably is or we have a little holiday get together in December. So that's uh, kind of time to socialize, yuck it up. You know, eat some dinner together and uh, sure. talk about how the year went, and hopefully we'll have a a few nice surprises for the club members uh, this year. But uh, you know, everyone will uh, be wanting to know how we did at Wings Over Springs. Well, we will probably have a meeting in the next uh, few weeks to talk about that. We've got um, see, I just told you there's nothing going on, but there are a couple things in town. The other <laughs> thing we participate in is there's, there's a, a festival called Holly Fest, which the town holds, and they probably attract twelve thousand public wow. that come. So we'll have a booth at that we've had that the every year we've been chartered we've had a booth mm-hmm. even when just it was jason and i that formed the club we were like three weeks out from holly fest and we pulled our money bought a tent and put it up at the park like we were this big club you know <laughs> <laughs> fake it till you make it that's what we always that's say right, right jay <laughs> Look the part. well i told my cl- club officers and maybe you won't get this reference but i said it's the kiss model keep yeah. it simple stupid you know the rock group yeah. kiss keep- okay so, you know, their thing was they were always this big band, even if they were playing in a very small club, that's they true. were always in a big arena, right? That's so correct. that's what I told the officers. I said, hey, if it's 10 people there, there's 100. Right. If there's 100, there's 1,000. If there's 1,000, it's 10. You know, that's the thing. We want to make the event, you know, the big shoe that we're going to grow into, right? right? right. But at this Holly Fest, we are going to try to do uh, buddy boxing. That would well, be cool. Yeah, that's so that's we'll, cool. you know, people come get information about the club. If they want to try RC Flight, we'll, we'll have our, our trainer plane charged up and Give them buddy box time, you know? Very, very cool. Well, depending on, That's on awesome. the day of the event or the type of day that it is, you know, you could also go with one of the ultra micros and do a, um, what's the super light, small plan? I think I got one sitting over here, if I can think about it. Oh, the vapor? Yeah, like a vapor. And you can set up, you can set up a thing where guys are just flying vapors in a little small area or within a tent, in, in a tent, or, you know, depending on uh, how breezy or whatever. Um, and, and if you want to have a fun event, you can always have vapor races. That's hilarious. That's and fun. it's pretty easy. Cool. It is hilarious. And it's a lot of fun. And people yeah. can stand around and watch these things go around a couple of cones and smash up and have terrible, you know, accidents. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah. That's another thing. It's kind of fun. High speed accidents. Yeah. High speed yeah. Yeah. at all of one, right. one mile an hour. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, the, the UMX stuff is pretty fun to do too. I have several UMX airplanes and they, they can fly in a real small area as well. Oh yeah, so yeah. it's kind of neat to have. Yeah, I just got one of those UMX Timbers. Excellent. That's yes, those cool are UMX. fun. Excellent yep. plane. Yeah, Jay actually has the Cub. Mm-hmm. I think it's the is it's it the, the SS Cub or whatever? Cub. It was, that it was the little prior carbon to the Cub. Timber. And they don't make it anymore. Nope. And Jay and ah, Jay yeah. and I flew that thing, and we were laughing so hard. Uh, we it, it was like everything that we did we could the wind was howling and this thing was just we couldn't even get it to land anymore we were laughing so hard because it was just it'd come down and just kind of sit there and hang and then hit start laughing I'd start laughing it, we had such a good time with that thing yeah. we probably spent you know thirty five minutes on a one cell battery we couldn't believe how long it lasted but it, it was really fun so it was really fun but uh, <laughs> well, g- good. I'm glad to see that there's uh, other things that uh, involve the community. So, do you f- do you find your club growing? We do. Uh, we're 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 close to forty. Or I think we're forty six or forty seven members right now. Okay. Yeah, we're growing. I mean, we I probably get several inquiries a month. You know, people discover us. The, the hobby shops all locally talk about us, and uh, 
you know, they refer people because people, you know, if they want to buy a model, they want, where can I fly it? You know? And so they, they shoot us, they shoot them down to Holly Springs. Do you have signs up in the store? We do. Oh, good. Okay. Signs and uh, cards. That's definitely a big plus. So the other, you know, the other thing I had to keep reminding folks and some folks probably didn't get it, but you know, we had, we had a few folks that came from local clubs that looked at this big event field. They thought that was our flying field, which would be great if it was, oh, but it's yeah, not, you right. know, so, so we're not trying to bait and switch anybody, but you know, we, we fly it. Now we fly in the park. It's just in the smaller area in the front. Right. Again, it's for us, it's a perfect, it's a perfect size area. I mean, I've flown, you know, gas models on smaller fields than we have for our electric stuff. Again, yeah, we're, the word's getting out. It's it's really good. I mean, it's it's kind of humbling to to see the you know the response and the and everything. So that's fantastic. So Doug, in your town, how so? How many hobby stores do you have? Well, in Holly Springs proper, we don't have any. But in uh, there's a town called Fuquay Barina that's just about ten miles away. It's it's uh, southwest of here or south of uh, Holly Springs. There's a, one hobby shop there. There's a hobby shop in Raleigh that's uh, probably 15 miles from Holly Springs. And then there's a uh, natural, there's, so in, if I could say their names, is that okay? Yeah, sure, sure. We'll, we'll, sure, we'll plug sure them. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's RC Hobby in, in uh, Fuquay Verena. And they were one of our, 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 you know, our sponsors for this event. Uh, there's Raleigh Hobby, which is um, in Raleigh, of course. And it's a hobby shop. They also sell uh, all lawn and garden equipment. So when you go in there and buy your e-flight, you can also buy a lawnmower. There you go. You get your tractor <laughs> work on. So, you know, you've got to diversify. Yeah, it's kind of a nice cross-sell there. It yeah. carries a lot of stuff. Uh, our main sponsor, though, for the entire event is Hangar 18 Hobbies there in Cary, North Carolina. They uh, they sponsored our drone racing event. That's what I did, also didn't mention. One of, the other, one of the other attractions for the event is we have oh, a, that's right. the way the park's arranged. There's a little area that's like two acres kind of within a corral fence. And they set up a drone race course there. So we actually had a, a legitimate multi-GP event there where, like, you know, people there came is. just for that. And they had monitors and stuff for the, for the public to, to watch the races, see how the whole system works. And, you know, they could experience – it was kind of cool. Hangar 18 puts that on. We've got a couple club members that are really big into the Raleigh Rotor Racers. And they, uh, they organized that area and kind of ran that all day. So it was, it was really good. It's a little now, bit of a variety. Now, did you happen to have goggles for other people to, to put on so they could ride along? Or They did. Yeah, they did. They did. Oh, so, again, that's awesome. from an event organization, you know, that, that was the only area where FPV was authorized. The only – when we did FPV on the main field for, like, the, the uh, noontime demos, we, they were all secured. No flying in the drone area for the noontime stuff. But other than that, that's the only area you could do FPV. Mm-hmm. The answer to the question, there's three hobby shops that are within our, our county. Oh, okay. So for your event, did any of them, I mean, I know they helped uh, give prizes and stuff, but did any of them come or did you have a booth or an area that they could set up and, you know, promote did. their Hangar story? 18 Hobbies came out there and oh, they, they awesome. sold some stuff. We also had a couple other uh, 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 vendors that came out. Our, uh, RC Plane Nuts came out and he has a, a, like a mobile, well, it's not like it is. It's a literally, I mean, it's a mobile hobby shop. It's like a 20 foot trailer full of hobby items and he does a lot with the twisted hobbies type aircraft, mm-hmm. so perfect for park flyers. And then we had RC Hobby Stands, which is a gentleman that makes uh, these nice, very nice plywood aircraft grade plywood uh, stands and building tables for your aircraft. Really nice. So we had a couple, you know, external, not from the area vendors that came in. So 
it was it was good. So hopefully we can build on that as well. You know, make it an event where where folks that are that you know serve to the hobby, uh, sell things for the hobby, want to come and, and and sell their things at the at the event. Excellent. Well, that's one of the things that I like about these types of events for me. That's what I like about these events. Jay, yeah, your wife awesome. called me and said, um, I need to police you when you're at the show next time. <laughs> I'll let you hold my wallet uh-huh. then. Yeah, here, hold my wallet. It has no cash in it because that's in my front pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling you the details in kind of reverse order, but actually the other thing we do at the event is a swap meet. Oh, yeah, that's right. How did the oh. swap meet go? Yeah, so we had tables where people could set their stuff out. They want to sell things, right? Right. Everybody's got some gear they want to, like, trade or, or or sell to get new right mm-hmm. or, or something different so we had that that works out well was it a good event that you had a good turnout for that because i that that's another thing that i like about going to these types of events to see what people bring out to sell so that's that's awesome you know i think that's an opportunity for us to, to learn a little bit further and kind of grow that area because again the we don't charge us sometimes these things when you fly like there's a separate fee if you want to set up a table we didn't have that it's kind of like if you if you pay your pilot's fee, you can set up a swap table. And actually, you don't even have to do that. Just bring your stuff, put your cell number on it and a price on an index card, and just set it on one of the tables we right. provide right. under a tent we provide. So it couldn't be easier, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, absolutely. At any rate, I, I think we're doing a lot of missionary you know, kind of marketing to, to the masses to make the event attractive. But it's, it's things that we find – uh, that we like in events and we want to, you know, have that for our event. So one of our, uh, the other, one of our other officers, uh, Dan, he, he suggested we have a swap, a swap meet at the event. So we've, we've done that now two years in a row as well. I think that's smart, you know, cause it gets people that may not come out, uh, you know, to participate flying wise, it can still bring stuff out and, you know, kind of participate with the, with the swap or, or maybe it gets them interested if they see something that they like, you know, yeah. them involved. But that's a great idea. There, we're um, actually there's a company here in town, one of our RC uh, um, local hobby shops that's doing a swap meet. They do one every um, kind of in the fall, right as the weather gets kind of you know nice enough to stand around outside. And they uh, so I I just swung by there today to get some parts for something, and uh, they had all their signs up to you know come sell your stuff. So it uh, it was good. So yeah, yeah, and I know back in in Alaska. Uh, Part of our club um, did some stuff with the railroad uh, clubs, okay. and, and so we would combine some swap meets or or some some events together. So uh, it worked out well for both for both sides of the clubs and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Well, and the air museum too, right? I mean, we did that. We did swap meets at the air museum, which is also good for the air museum. Well, there are a few. Yeah, in this area, there's a there's a, a couple large. Um, larger swap meets that are pretty well established that folks kind of, there's one in the fall and one in the, I guess, late mid summer. Um, so that's great. But one of the, one of the things we'd like to partner with when you asked me earlier about partnering with other clubs is we would love to be able to, uh, pull together resources and, and host an indoor event. Jay's done that. Pretty much. There's no month you can't fly outside in North Carolina. I mean, you know, the weather here is not that bad, but, um, you know, it would be cool if we could have an indoor, like a true indoor event that was maybe sure. like a regional thing. 
Well, you're speaking to two yeah. former Alaskans. And that's that's all right. That's all they did was fly indoors. <laughs> <was> indoors. <laughs> it's either light all the time or dark all the time, right? Uh, uh, just depending on the season. So you have light season and you have dark season. It's pretty easy. <laughs> it's true. One or the other, it's uh, easy. Over here, we just have either uh, you're in hell or heaven, one of the two. So it's yeah. uh, <laughs> super hot. Super hot. Or it's, that's reasonable. Or it's beautiful. But it's, but a, we, dry, we it's a dry air. heat. It's a dry heat. It is a dry heat. Yeah, it's like standing in your oven. So it's uh, that's why I tell everybody, <laughs> open your oven, turn it to 450, stick your head in there. If you can last more than five minutes, you so, so at our event, right, so we – this year we did a better job at posting our event on uh, all of the – all of the all of the uh, community bulletin boards around town, and one of the things we did is we posted on all the TV station bulletin boards. But we didn't have any media contacts, right? So guess who guess who shows up at seven thirty as we're trying to frantically setting up, right? And, it's, and I told you it was hot, it was humid, right? And right. I, I am already drenched. You know, I'm looking terrible. <laughs> and then yeah. Channel Seventeen locally, hey, we're here to we're here to interview you. And can somebody put <laughs> some airplanes in the air so we can film? I'm like, right. Yeah, it was crazy. So I had to do an interview, and I, I put that on our website as well—the the little snippet from that. But my wife That's saw funny. that video, and she's like, "Is that you?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's I my TV my appearance. Members, you know, we got these nice, these nice royal blue shirts, right? Which look fantastic yeah. until you sweat in them, right? Because you know? then they right. turn dark. You just look turn terrible. Dark, I mean, yeah. you look exactly. I'm like, it's seven thirty in the morning, and I look like I've run a marathon. I'm about to die out there. My head's all glossy. I needed powder and, and a drink. I don't know. Well, if it makes you feel any better, when I was at the U.S. Nationals, uh, one of the guys was doing a media ride for his air show stuff, and he asked if I could help out. And I said, yeah, I don't mind helping out at all. So he goes, all right, if you'll just help me, I've, I've got to get an interview with this lady, and if you just get the plane ready for me, I'll do that. Uh, you know, th- that'll help me out a lot. And I said, yeah, no problem. Well, one of the thing we one of the things we have is parachutes, right? And then we have straps inside the real airplane. So you can't get to it without getting up and getting down into the airplane. So my 15 minutes of fame on television was literally me bent over in the airplane with him standing there interviewing and my rear end right here next to his face. You know, that was my, he was like, Hey, you made it on television. And I looked at, it and I went, are you kidding me? It's the worst side. <laughs> it was a half moon. Yes, a... it was me. Luckily I was Seattle. in a flight suit, but anyway, it was just funny. Yeah, that, there you uh, go. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah, it was just me hanging upside down in the airplane with everything they, else hanging out. Did they so. caption it though? No, they were, they, were oh, okay. they didn't yeah, say but... with his flight buddy. Yes, they should, they should have. So, but yeah, it happened twice actually. Cause I did it the first day and then I came back and did it the second and both times they caught me doing that. So I, I hear you. It's a it's kind of a pain, but next time, tell them uh, that you're interviewing on the following day. That way, everything's all set up. So. Well, what's funny is you know we're setting up right, and everyone gets frantic when you're setting up because you oh, realize yeah. okay, it's showtime, and you 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 can think of all the things you forgot to tell someone else right. to do. Now you got to do it right. <laughs> exactly. And we had these two way radios on, so I got this guy with a television camera trying to get one of our club members to quickly get it because he's on a time schedule. He's only got like 15 minutes right. to be there. He's got to right. shoot the interview. Take some B-roll footage and, and go to the next place. Right. And then my club officers are like yelling at me, Doug, can you pick up? Can you pick up? My my, my backside is like blaring with this two-way radio. <laughs> you know, I was almost at my limit. I was about ready yeah. to go screaming off and running into the into the field. You know? <laughs> 
Well, it's good that you made it through it, and uh, much better on the other end, I'm sure. So yeah, again, you know, these are the details that only the people that that designed the show right. know, right? You right. can only be disappointed right. with yourself because people that attend, they don't know. They're they're just having a great time. That's, that's what true. you want, right? Yep, that's exactly what you want. Yeah, but they know now. <laughs> that's right. If they're listening <laughs> right. to this podcast, they know now. <laughs> Well, I will tell you that uh, we uh, we did give a plug to your guys. You should swing by their place and tell them they made the Park Fire podcast and uh, and give them a listen. And um, other than that, man, our hour is up. Hard to believe. What? I know, right? We just kind of roll you right along. Too much. I didn't even get to talk about my new glider. I man. know it. Well, we'll you have showed to. it. Early. Yeah, I know. This is a podcast, not a video. You- <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's the problem is uh, when we do it the way we do it, because uh, for our listeners, we're actually looking at each other on you know the internet. But uh, it's it's funny because when we're talking, we'll we'll hold stuff up, and I'll be like, "Yeah, like this," and then you know I have to remind or they remind everybody whoever's holding up. Uh, you know, they can't see it, right? You know, it's like, "Hey, look at this." Okay, they can't see it. So yeah, it's not in our budget it. yet for to have. Jay, videos, just remember. So, well, we're this is show it. business, right? So uh, in show in show business, we always want to That's leave them true. wanting yeah. more. And so we can – There you go. We'll do that with your plan. Okay, we'll leave them wanting next uh, the next podcast to, to talk about it. Because we do have uh, some things that we can talk about. I made in the F-16 that I finished building, so that was good news. Uh, it went really well. I got about 15 or 20 flights on it. I think uh, I got a new F-15 that we can talk about. I think Jay's got new airplane to talk about. Yeah, new glider. You glad yeah. to talk about? Yeah. So those are all exciting things uh, for our next episode. But, uh, man, Doug, it is good to have you back on the podcast. Good to put a face with a name. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, and, Jay. Uh, Thanks, yeah. AK Mike. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and uh, it sounds like you had a really, really, really good uh, event, and we are really excited for you. So we um, we wish you great things, and thanks for partnering with us to uh, let us, um, you know, kind of promote your event, and hopefully it helped. and people heard about it and came out because of us and if not well, we'll promote it some more <laughs> yeah well I, I really appreciate you guys have been very uh, very gracious to me and um, allowing me to you know use this venue to tell more folks about what we're doing sure. so not if it's helping all. folks I, you know I, I did see on one of the facebook pages somebody said hey liked your i liked your spot on the uh, park flyer podcast so very nice one so person nice. is listening out there <laughs> Well, you know, that's the other guy. It's, it's funny because I, you know, that's one of the things we talk about as podcast hosts is that uh, I can see uh, through the downloads where it goes. And believe it or not, we are worldwide. We have downloads all over the world: China, Japan, India, Pakistan. I mean, you know, every anybody has internet, and it's very surprising to us that you know we don't, we really don't have a place that we can go to to receive a lot of feedback. And so huh. unless we have somebody, you know, that we know personally that says, hey, we listen to your podcast and this is, you know, what we got out of it, uh, it's difficult because we don't hear that from, you know, guys in Canada or Mexico or wherever it is. But uh, we officially, I think, are well over, I think, five or 6,000 downloads uh, worldwide. So it's um, it's exciting for us. Uh, you know, we love doing it. But at the same time, it's uh, it's always fun to hear from our listeners and to hear guys like you that – uh, you know, promote us and, and it's, uh, you know, so I'll tell you what, we'll, uh, make, we'll make a deal, uh, get your guys to jump on our Facebook page and post something that they liked on the, uh, on the park fire podcast from this episode. And that'll help us out too. Oh yeah. We, <laughs> we can, can also post, uh, you know, some other events, pictures, stuff that happened yeah. there as well. That's, we keep yeah. forgetting about doing that. I know that's cause we're old guys. We don't really get, I'm not a Facebook guy. I'm not on there all the time. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll have to get Spencer because he listens to the podcast. He's local. He told me we need to get him to do it too. So right. we've had him on a couple of times. Well, good thing we have that in the budget. That's all uh-huh. I'm saying. Yeah. Well, our budget seems to be getting uh, the same. It doesn't get bigger. Doesn't get smaller. <laughs> right, the salaries. <laughs> we need a sponsor. We're, yeah, that's right. Uh, we're going to be sponsored by the Holly Springs uh, Radio Control Group. That's, that's right. We're gonna be. Yeah, that's right. He's going to give us five cents. <laughs> five cents. Exactly. That's right. I, I wear a large T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's, that is true. He's got his Zap T-shirt. Now we need a Holly Springs T-shirt. See? So send us one. Okay. Excellent. Uh, all right. You, you, I'll, I'll remember that. I need shirt sizes yeah, though, because nothing's, nothing's worse than nothing's worse than yeah, getting you know, a shirt this big, size, you know, kind yeah. of just one arm. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, guys, it has been a great night, uh, Doug. Once again, we appreciate uh, you joining us, and uh, man, anytime, it's anytime. good to hear from you guys. Yeah, tell Jason and the group over there we uh, appreciate all their hard work, and uh, congratulations on that great event. And uh, Jay, are you flying this? Uh, you flew today, or no? It's been raining down there. It got right? rained out. Believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. But you're going to fly sometime soon, right? Oh uh, yeah, just in another day. Anything going on this week? Uh, no, just uh, going to fly. Uh, I think uh, another day or two, and I might fly the weekend as well. So yeah, very cool. If, if if we get some actual, you know, like I said, it's finally raining here in, in Texas, and the, the heat wave is broken a little bit. So yeah. I'll get as mu- as much as it's dry. I'll go out and fly. Well, there you go. Mike, you got a new club to, to join. We'll have to hear about that next time. But yep. uh, have you gone out there yet? Oh yeah, I went out there and flew a, a bunch of planes and had a good time. This is uh, this is the thing that I'm u- getting used to though. Is uh, in Texas, the wind always blows. And I was talking, oh, I was yeah, well, I was talking well. to a Texan. And they're like, "No, it doesn't." And I was like, "See that tree right there?" And they look at it. And like, you see those leaves that <laughs> see, are it's moving? Been over and touch yeah, you see those leaves that are moving? It the wind's blowing. And they're like, oh, well, I guess I never really noticed. And, you know, it's typically like a 5 to 10 mile an hour wind. And so, right, well, that's right. That's what these guys say. They're like, oh, well, that's no big deal. Okay, for you, because you fly that all the time. But I don't. And I have I have foamy planes that are, you know, really light. So, yeah. But I fly a lot of Delta. Indoor stuff, you can't fly. Yeah, outdoors. exactly. And, and I fly a lot of Delta wings anyway, so it's really not that big of a deal for me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely it's something new. Good, good, good. Well, I was uh, supposed to made my um, F-15 this weekend, and unfortunately the air brake uh, motor is not working. So um, thanks to the Motion RC guys, they were Johnny on the spot. There's another one in the mail. Hopefully it'll make it here by then. But um, they are. Uh, th- this will be the second airplane that uh, something you know has come with a con- something not really wrong with it, but just a concern, and they have taken care of it. So kudos to those guys, Tony and all those guys, uh, Alpha at uh, Motion RC, we appreciate them too. So, well, that uh, much pretty much covers us for this week, I think. So, uh, pretty much, yeah. So, uh, Doug, once again, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Well, for Mike here in Arizona, and Jay from the hills of Texas, and AK Mike in Texas, we appreciate it, and we'll see you in two weeks. Get out and fly. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.